This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. The number one pick in the NHL draft with the men that can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. See our team make them need to run. That's Lord Taylor! Trash, EMT for short. Wonder if we best want you people to score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you're yawning, grab your coffee, rise and shower with 98.7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's Rule 76. Thank God. I was having a nervous breakdown during that game last night until the Eagles defense completely imploded in the second half. Woo! Nick Sirianni, tears before the game, maybe tears after the game. We have four hours of radio goodness on the horizon on February the 13th of 2023. A lot of sound, a lot of calls, 1-800-919-3776. Let's say good morning to... A man that was this close from having a miserable co-host this morning, and that is Rick DiPietro. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, David. I can't tell whether I'm still worked up because of the halftime show or because the Chiefs found a way to, to close that one out. It was, touch good, and go. huh? it was touch and go in the first half, buddy. Touch I was and getting go. Very, thank God. And he was great yesterday. Thank God Jalen Hurts fumbled that football. If he doesn't fumble that football, Kansas City only put up seven points offensively in that first half. Yeah, right. They had the ball for eight minutes in the first half. Eight. Yeah, like that That first half had – that first half almost got away from the Chiefs if it wasn't for that fumble. Yes. As yes, good as they Patrick scored Mahomes seven is, points offensively. The Eagles did everything they wanted. And, you know, we said coming into this game – that we thought that the Chiefs coaching staff was better than the Eagles, and you saw halftime adjustments. The Chief, Chiefs coaching staff, I thought, was better than the Eagles. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, again, when you looked up and down both teams' rosters, you said to yourself, okay, the Eagles are the better team. Why would you pick Kansas City? And, you know, I think we both came to the conclusion that we hate the Eagles first and foremost. Right. And I wanted to see, I think we both wanted to see Nick Sirianni humbled, which he was. I mean, the fact that he can just cry on cue like that, what a... I was telling Raymond before the show, he's like the um, the Susan Lucci of NFL head coaches. The Meryl Streep of yeah. coaches. I mean, that that's an impressive trait. Good I mean, on those him. Were, those are full of, I mean, really, like the Academy would stand up, and that's tremendous job by him. Congratulations. That he can just weep like that and have actual tears coming down his face. Good for him. <laughs> Congratulations. But, I mean, to the point I was trying to make was it would be – because I gave you the stats before this game. I mean, identical record, identical points mm-hmm. scored. Mm-hmm. Both have six all pros. Both have a Kelsey brother. It was going to come down to who would make the big mistake. And, you know, would the moment be be too big? And for Jalen Hurts, it wasn't. He played no, unbelievable. He, he, was, he was really good. That's not, he was that, awesome. Now, he was awesome. But let's be fair. That fumble, was a, that's a game-changing kind of play. Yeah, that's it was a, a huge fumble. That's a big, big play. Well, they couldn't stop them. The Chiefs defense could not, they couldn't stop the Eagles in the first half. No, and the thing that would, if I was an Eagles fan, and I'm not, but if I were an Eagles fan, would have me so upset about that is I had third in inches, a, a play we pick up almost 100 times out of 100, right? And then I get the, the right guard that jumps off sides, and then on the next play, we're now forced to, you know, have Hurts drop back and start to make a play. He fumbles the ball, touchdown, tie game. 
What a luxury that is, though, to have if you're Nick Sirianni and the Eagles, the ability on third and short and fourth and short, short just to be almost almost automatic. It's unbelievable. I, I will tell you this, though. They I, get. I think they're going to change that rule. They almost have to. It's. I mean, listen, they're great at it, but there's – I mean, you had the one at one point where Chris Jones is like, Forget this. I'm going to jump over the top. I'm going over, yep. Looks like he stops him, and then he gets crowd surfed all like back four yards. I never say anything like it, though. They, they pick up, <laughs> you know, like they could do that play on a, on, a, on a fourth and two. They pick up three, four, five yards on these quarterback sneaks. Maybe maybe that's what um, Joe Judge, Joe was, Judge trying was trying to do. <laughs> right? That's a, that's a productive first down play. Maybe that's what Joe Judge is trying to do. Hey, we're in, we're in a second and eight. If we do that thing twice, we'll pick up a first down. Yeah, man. I mean, what a luxury that is. But that first half, and then on top of that, is you know, Chiefs give the ball back. Mahomes gets tackled low by Edwards. He's limping around. It looks like, I mean, the way he reacted, like, oh, my God. I mean, how's this going to be? Luckily, they have the long halftime. And then Eagles kick a field goal. Now they're up 10. There's only been one team that's lost when they have a, like a double-digit halftime lead, and that was the Falcons. That mess. That that what twenty eight to three one right against, yeah against the Patriots but then he comes out to start that second half and, and that first drive boom right right, right down away the field right down the field yeah and they and they ran I'll tell you who's good by the way that Pacheco's a awesome. good little running back my God dude he runs with his hair on fire like he runs like he shot out of a cannon it doesn't stop like he like he does not shy away from any contact he got buried Gardner Johnson hit oh, him right in the chest that was, and he missed one play that was it. He came out for one play and went right back in the game. Let, let's take a listen. Here, here's Andy Reid. What did he say to your team at halftime of this game last you night? You got two of the best teams in football playing, so that's not a lot of points. And you got to hang with each other, and, and good things will happen. And that's kind of that was all I had to, to say. They, listen, these guys are all in. They, they do a heck of a job. We have some great leaders on this football team. I, I will say this, though. Um, those are two evenly matched teams, and that Eagles team, and we've said it all year, that's a really, really good team. If I'm an Eagles fan this morning, I'm very disappointed in my defense. Very. Oh, in that second half. Yeah. Very. I mean, well, they disappointed, the but give their offensive line, give the Chiefs' offensive line tons of credit, man. Oh, tons yeah, I, of credit. I, I get it, but the Eagle. I mean, how many times do you hear this Eagles front four is the greatest front four in the history of football? No, come on, stop it. Okay, but what did, and we thought it was, or I thought it was at least a little sour grapes. Is like he had Brent, he had Ayuk talk about it. Like Kittle mentioned it when I listened to him on Friday, is that they had what they had schemed up. If their quarterback didn't get hurt, as good as the Eagles have been, they felt like they had some weaknesses they could take advantage of. And we're like, come on, Eagles defense has been great. And then you start digging into, you know, strength of schedule and how they hadn't been tested. And then, I mean, second half, the adjustments that they made, I mean, they scored, you know, the Tony touchdown and the Sky Moore touchdown are the identical play on opposite sides. But how about the play? The play call, it's, it's so ingenious and it's yet so simple. Well, but it's not even that, though. It's how they set it up. It's like the setup. It's like Andy Reid goes into this, and the place he runs, why he's so good at what he does, is the play calling leading up to that point where it's like you give them the look and you do something different. Then all of a sudden, now you got them in motion. They stop, cut it, and Eagles overreact to it, and the guy's wide open. And it, and it happens two times, right, with Tony and Sky Moore, like oh, you Oh, yeah, on opposite sides of the field, yeah. right. Yeah. You, you know, it's a, I will say this, and I stand by this, and I'll stand by this forever. Andy Reid is the greatest red zone play caller in the history of football. Amazing. Yeah, he's I mean, an amazing he, coach, man. He gets guys wide open all over the place all the time. It's just, I mean, Juju had a good game and a really good second half. Kelsey's unguardable. You know, it's funny. Got a ton of tweets. I hear a lot of, oh, see, the Giants must feel so awful. I don't feel awful at all. 
I feel great that Kadarius Tony had that touchdown, that big punt return. Was rooting for him well, last one catch. night in that game. Yeah, one catch and a great punt return. Right, but this, how could they give? He he had one catch where, let's be fair, any anybody at the station could have caught it and walked into the end zone. He was that wide open, and he had a terrific punt return. But it's longest not like punt he, return, longest punt return in Super Bowl history, buddy. Right. Yeah, but but this idea that I would be upset by that, or Giants fans would be upset by that, Giants fans didn't want the Eagles to win. Was thrilled that he did that last night. Of course you were. You just think about that though. How like how demoralizing that would have been though. If you're the Eagles, if if all of a sudden now you end up kicking that field goal, I mean, it's third and 14th, Goddard makes a catch. I'm, I'm still not sure whether or not that was a catch, but whatever. I, I don't, it I don't think it was, but I, honestly, I don't really know anymore. Okay, so then Juju, like you mentioned, starts heating up. Tony gets the touchdown. Now somehow, some way, the Chiefs are up 28-27. I'm watching that going, how the hell are they up right now? And then they go up by another touchdown. Right, because of the punt return. I was like, oh, you have to score. You have to score. You cannot settle for a field goal right no, now. No, if you start at the five-yard line, oh. you have to. And how about the, the, the play, Sky Moore, wide open touchdown. And then what we had said all year long was, you know what, the Eagles really haven't been punched in the mouth and gotten off the mat and answered the bell. Well, you know what? To their credit, they, they did last night. Oh, right I mean, down the field. Right down the field. I, I don't know what Devontae Smith was doing running out of bounds, but, you know, easy-peasy touchdown, two-point conversion, and the bottom line is their their defense in the biggest moments failed them. Now, uh, we'll get to the big question in just a moment. This portion of the show driven by the All-American Ford Auto Group, the number one volume Ford group in the Northeast. Huge locations in Paramus, Hackensack, Old Bridge, and Point Pleasant. Shop allamericanford.net. That's allamericanford.net. Did you, because I know people are up in arms over it, did you have a problem with the James Bradbury holding call on that huge third down play? None. No problem at all. It was a penalty. Grabbed him twice. I thought it was I thought it was smarter Patrick Mahomes to throw the ball to that left side. And then immediately call for the flag. Right, just to reinforce that had he not been held that maybe there's a chance he catches that ball. But that's I mean, that's the game. They kick a field goal there. I at the very least the Eagles tie that game up. At the least. At the least. Because because now the Eagles have a timeout and like a minute fifty to go. Yeah, I think that penalty was called like one forty eight. Right. Uh, you know who almost gave me an absolute heart Almost a heart attack. Oh, Jarek McKinnon. Oh, when he stopped, what are you? Scored. You didn't have to get that close, buddy. Well, that's where the slide started. I know. Uh, no, no, I, I, I get it. But I mean, it's, it, it's almost like he was like touchdown, Super Bowl game when he touchdown. I'm going in, and then all of a sudden he's like, no, stop. Oh, you should have heard my wife going crazy. Just score the touchdown. I don't what? trust the field goal kicker. No, well, and then, and then no. how about Olsen? But how about Olsen too? Because she said it, and I'm like, shh. Be quiet, please. Oh, he said, not... he said, he said, so much so that he's like, oh, uh, not, uh, not that I'm jinxing him or anything. Yeah, but he's not wrong. They're in the paint and everyone was slipping in the paint. I'm like, oh, God, if he if he runs up to this thing and slips as he kicks it, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. Everyone was slipping all over that field. That field was a disaster. Disaster. How is that possible? Do you the know that they that... spent like a full year developing that grass? That's a special grass. They keep it outside. They roll it in for games. Guys were all over having to change cleats. All I mean. You want to be like, it's the Super Bowl. It, things should be perfect. Ideal conditions. And guys were all over the place. All over the place. Was it worse on the painted areas? It, it seemed like they were, they seemed like they're sliding a lot on the painted areas. They both, like uh, both teams agreed field was trash. It was awful. But how about this? So I'm at a, uh, we got an invite to a, a Super Bowl party. Oh, oh, you see? Mm-hmm. No, late invite. No, late no, invite. no, 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 no. You see what's happened here. You were going to have us over that 
died in the wind, and now you go to a last-minute Super Bowl party. Okay, I see. No, no, I'm telling you, I wasn't going to have anyone over. It was going to oh. be just relax the house. We discussed it, but okay. Yeah. Okay, no, but this is what it was going to be. It was be relaxed house. We got a late invite. So we said, you know what? It's, you know, our kids, friends, they can play. We'll watch some of it, and then we'll come home. So I'm thinking going in. I got a Giants. I got someone in an Eli Manning jersey. We're all on board. We're all Kansas City. Right. The A.J. Brown touchdown catch. I'm in the other room. I hear screaming and cheering from the kitchen. I got to go running. And I'm like, what the hell is happening right here? He's like, well, it was a great throw and a great catch. I was like, I don't care what it was. Don't you ever root for the Eagles. Wow. You turned and it to me. I turned it to you, and then just to mock me, he, he continued to root for the Eagles for the rest of the game. Why would he do that? I, great question. Now, did you stay? Uh, at that, no, at that left, moment, were you like, I need to get out of here? I left at halftime. You missed Rihanna? No, no, I didn't miss Rihanna. I left, I, I left taped it, and then watched. started at the beginning of the halftime show. So you got home, watched the halftime on your own, and then you, you caught up to the game. Right. Mm-hmm. She was good? She was great. Nice. She's pregnant. Congratulations to her. Congratulations to her. Big some bad news. commercials too. I mean, the amount of money these people spend on these commercials, and some of them are just awful. The commercial. Uh, listen, I can appreciate a, a humorous commercial. They were terrible last some night. Some bad ones. How about how about Terry Bradshaw after the game doing the interviews, and he tells Andy Reid, "Hey, coach, why don't you waddle up here?" <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he said? That's what he said. <laughs> why don't you waddle up? <laughs> can. Oh, my God. That's what he said to Andy yeah. Reid. Yeah, he he totally you, did. Yeah, why don't you waddle up here, coach? Oh, my God. Is it <laughs> is it fair to say that Terry Bradshaw has jumped the shark a little bit? Oh, he's yeah, he's lost. I it. mean, he, he is just, boy, oh, boy. Why do you, why do you, I mean, the guy wins the Super Bowl. And why do you waddle up here? Why don't you waddle up here, coach? <laughs> hey, how did, how did Reid respond to that? He's a gentleman, wow. so I'm sure he, he does, said yeah, nothing. He has, no, he doesn't care. Then he asked him if he's coming back, and he's like, yeah, I'm coming back. Of course he's, enjoy, of course he's coming back. Of course he's coming back. They would, I mean, come on. He's got Patrick Mahomes. He's got Mahomes. He's got Kelsey. They, they're going to go you know, at a minimum to the AFC Championship game again. Of course he's coming back. I think they got 11 draft picks, too. Big guy. Coming up. Let me get the big guy in here. Come on, waddle over here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, RJ. Yes, RJ. Oh, let me get. I mean, not not only does he say waddle over here. Let me get the big guy over here. Come on, waddle over here. Uh, big guy. Let me get the big guy in here. Come on, waddle over here. Oh my God, that is so disrespectful. This waddle. is why I love this show. This is why I love it. I had I didn't say a word to Ray or RJ about that. Not a word. And Santiago pulled that for us. Because they're geniuses. Geniuses. They are geniuses behind the glass. So I know what it's going to be. And the phone lines are open. Comment on Mahomes, on the game, on the calls, on the field, on the halftime. 1-800-919-3776. I don't know how you have the mindset that it's an awful, egregious, game-changing, disgraceful call when James Bradbury, after the game, said this about the play with the holding. I mean, that's not up for my judgment. You know, I, I was hoping he would let it go, but of course, you know, he's a ref. It's a big game. Um, and it was, it was a hold, so they caught it. So I, I've seen in Philadelphia, they are, like, beside themselves. Oh, of course. Worst call in the history of football. Got cheated. They should come out and make an apology. The guy that did it sits there and says, that was a hold. Unless I'm mistaken, isn't that case closed end of conversation? Right, it is. It is, but I mean, I, listen, if I'm the referee that makes that call in that moment, do I want to make the call? No, absolutely not. 
but it's my job. It's the, the rules don't change because it's a big play in the Super Bowl. And what happens if if you don't make that call? They settle for a field goal, and now the Eagles march down the field and score a game winning touchdown. So I mean, listen, it's a it's a penalty. James Bradbury told you it was a penalty, and you know, the rest is history. The rest is history. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. You are this close for having the, the biggest baby ever on the show with you today. This close. I don't know if it's you rubbing off on me. We've been spending too much time together, but I was I was right there with you. I, I was like, I was angry. I was oh. snapping at people. I, I couldn't live in a world. And now I got to show the Empire State Building is green. I couldn't do it. No, I, I didn't want that either. Thank God. It doesn't bother me nearly as much Empire State oh, Building. He's, but look, red. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. Now, is Nick Sirianni a good coach? Absolutely. Between the crying thing, Ugh. and then he has it, it's the one the, the the catch that gets replayed, and he's pointing like to the Chiefs defense, like no no, come back this way. It's he's gonna a, be a catch. A, he's a smug, you know what? Oh, he's, that's what he is. He 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 is. If you went to L.A. and said we need a head coach for Philadelphia, can I see central casting? You 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 script up a head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. It would be Nick Sirianni. It's exactly who it would be. He fits perfectly. Perfect. I mean, he's trollish. He's brash. He's how, loud. How he, he's obnoxious. Howie Raceman's no better. You just don't Roseman. see him as much. They showed him up in the suite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's no better. He's good, though. Real good. No, he's, well, he's real good, yeah. I mean, it's a great team. It's a great Super Bowl, man. It it's an unbelievable Super Bowl. 38-35. Can you believe that Mahomes was hobbled in this game? Dude, they scored on every possession I know. in the second half. Well, and, and let's be fair. They went three for four touchdown field goal, but they, they and that's four touchdowns if they wanted it to be four touchdowns. Dude, so Chiefs in the first half, 0 for 3 on third down. They had the ball for eight minutes. They only got 20 offensive plays. They had 39 yards rushing. Second half, 4 or 5 on third down, 109. That was the big difference, the 119 yards rushing. Well, they ran they the ball down the, their throats in the second that half. They could run the ball. Had the ball for 16 minutes. And they ran 33 offensive plays. Went touchdown, 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 field goal. 24-11. They outscored the Eagles in the second half. Yeah, that, that play to McKinnon to start the second half, where kind of that like inside handoff, and he went up the left side. Right there, it's like they're, they're running the ball. Pacheco, I, like I said, I can't get over. He runs so, so violently for such a little guy. Different element. Yep, they finally have that in the TV physical running back. Yeah, for, for a and little then guy. I thought the, and then the Mahomes run was a huge run, man. The, the one at the, the end of the game? Was a huge run, Because yeah. there was one on that, that first drive of the second half where he took it down to the five-yard line. You know, he ran to the right and took it down to the five. Yes. Remember that play? He almost slipped down. Yep. Um, yeah, he, he was, I mean, he's unbelievable. He really, we have all the numbers and the stats, and we'll get through them during the course of the show here today. But he, he is really five years of an NFL career. I mean, Rick. What what more is there to say about this guy? Five years as a starter, he's got two Super Bowl wins, two Super Bowl MVPs, three Super Bowl appearances, five AFC Championship appearances, five Pro Bowls, and uh, two MVPs. Right. He does it with Tyreek Hill. He does it without Tyreek Hill. He's just he does it when he's healthy. He does it when he's injured. It's just he's a ama- an absolute joy and pleasure to watch play the position. Well, even I forget like not having Tyree Kill, and there was some like Bart Scott said this team won't make the playoffs. Well, that was, now, I give him credit because that he was wrong. The, well, he picked the Chiefs and he picked the right score, so I give him credit for that. But like even yesterday was a good example. 
against Cincinnati, and, and he said this the entire time, I give, listen, Andy Reid is awesome, Patrick Mahomes is awesome, Eric Bieniemy, they're great. And they said before the season that, you know, this is going to be matchup dependent. It's not going to be, because he go, like he actually said against Cincinnati last year in the AFC Championship game, he got out of sorts. If they shut down Tyree Kill or Kelsey, he, he panicked a little bit, or whatever you want to call it. And this year it would be more like, okay, whatever the matchup dictates, whoever's open, I'm going to throw the ball to. Cincinnati last week, oh, two weeks ago in the AFC Championship game, Valdez Scantling was awesome. Oh, he was terrific. He did nothing yet. He didn't not, catch not one catch. catch. But that's what that's what this offense can do, and Patrick Mahomes can do. He can take. And let's be fair; these are not great receivers. He can take any average to good receiver and make him terrific, as long as he has time. And Travis Kelsey. I mean, look, Sky Moore, big play. Kadarius Tony, big play. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster. Like he can go to a. He'll he'll, he'll go to anybody at any time. Anytime. Defense with a huge scoop and score. How about this, though, if you're the Eagles, right? You score 35 points. Jalen Hurts goes for over 300 yards throwing the ball. 70 right. yards rushing with three rushing touchdowns. Devontae Smith goes for a hundo. A.J. Brown goes for 96 in a touchdown. Goddard had six catches for 60. Like, what else are you going to do offensively? Goddard had some wild catches, too. Yeah, he did have he, some wild catches. He had the one where like, the guy was, it, it was thrown short and the guy was draped on him and he made that catch a pick up like five yards. He had the one. You, you know what? Let, let's be fair. I don't know what a catch is and what a catch is and isn't at this point. I, I really, I have, I have absolutely no idea because that to me, the one to Goddard on the third and fourteen, which was a dime of a throw from Jalen Hurts. I thought he was bobbling that ball and did not have two feet down. No, what they were saying was by the time he like it had, by the time he got the first possession, foot I, was still down. I guess his toe was still down. I, but, I don't know. Yeah, I, I look like it was being bobbled. I don't what, know either because I thought uh, because I thought listen, and I get the rule. But I thought the I thought the Miles Sanders fumble was a catch. I, I thought that was too. I thought it happened fast, but that still was a catch. He had well, full I thought, I thought, of football. He clearly had it. He had two feet down. He turned upfield, and then he got blasted. That to me, like, here's the question: Did he clearly have possession of the football? I thought he did. I, I it wasn't even a debate. Uh, l- l- let me ask you this: If he's not cr- lit up there, is that a catch? Well, oh, cause, yeah, because he's going to take a step. He'll kill. have completed the. the but whole he catch, caught yeah. the ball. He had possession of it, and and two feet hit the ground, and he and he t- and he moved forward. I to me, I thought that was a catch too. Yeah, right. But if he's going, I mean, if if he does that exact same thing, if he does that exact same thing and falls out of bounds, it's a catch. But because it's in the catch, it, because the catch is in the field of play, he has to be able to now have time to to take a step with the ball. Well, I, I go back to what I, I, I don't, I, and I'm not I don't saying think this, I don't know what a catch is and what a catch is not. All I know is that well, Philadelphia they, lost, and that puts me in a great mood. Well, great dude, mood. Uh, in the uh, NFL honors, Kelly Clarkson and, and Peyton Manning actually mocked the whole catch thing. She the whole the whole skit was that she FaceTimed him or Zoomed him and was asking him like things she should know, and she asked him about the catch, and Peyton Manning finally was like, "Let's be honest, no one really knows what a catch is. No anymore. one really knows. No, no one has no one has any idea." Because the Devonta Smith one earlier, you're like, that's not a catch. Maybe it is a catch, and then they, they overturned that one. Yeah, that one you could that, like that one. The ball was clearly I thought so laying on the ground. But Mike Pereira thought it was a catch because uh, no one knows. Well, that's it. But I mean, Mike Pereira is that guy. That's this is what he did. So I hear he's like, no, that's a catch. It's not enough to overturn. I'm like, oh, for God's sakes. Yeah, dude, uh, that the Super Bowl had everything, man. What a great Super Bowl that was. It really was. What what a great way to end the season. What a, what a great way! But I, I'm just telling you, I'm being honest with you. If the Eagles would have won that game, you you would have hated awful me Super today. Bowl. You, no, you would have been hate, you'd be like, you're such a baby. Grow up. Stop being so immature. Like you would have uh, at halftime. I went up. I took a shower, and then I went down and made the biggest bowl of ice cream you've ever seen in your life.
if the Eagles had won that Super Bowl, I probably don't sleep, and I'm I'm sitting in the kitchen eat, eating leftover taco pizza and buffalo chicken pizza. When, the, did, when did you turn into me though? Well, this is I don't know. I think it's I think this is this is what you've done to me now. Like the, you, you're now me. Like Santiago, I knew would be like this. I think RJ would have had had like bits of this. You, I thought you'd be like, oh, I'm I'm upset Philly won, but you know. Not not a team that you know is in my division or anything. The fact that you take it so personally and wanted them to lose so badly, I think is great. I love it. I welcome it. I know you welcome it, and I think I kind of like it. It makes me feel alive. Yeah, there's something very exciting about having tremendous hatred for a team. Yeah, maybe it was just Nick Sirianni that, that brought it out of me. Oh, him. he is. I mean, God, when he was, they pant him and he's weeping, crying, tears flowing down his face. My thought was this guy is a fraud, but I said nothing. Because I was very inactive. No, you said, uh, should we? Yeah, but should we bring people behind the curtain? What did I? What did I say? Can Can you? I don't remember what. I mean, that uh, yeah, was my first. That was my first text of the entire game. First text the entire game. Dave Rothenberg, ten seventeen. Now Nick Sirianni has something to cry about. That's right. And then, and then we got the. Blank him and his overrated defense. <laughs> Either of those takes, were they wrong? No, and then we got a picture of a the crying logo crying. <laughs> Listen, I saved it all. I said nothing. The, I got John Winthrop saying, oh, I hate to see a Super Bowl end like that. Like, I hate that group text. But when it was time to fire off, boom, 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 boom. Rapid fire. I answered the bell. Yeah, why does he, I mean, some of his, I, at one point I had to be like, why? Like, why are you texting this right now? We all want the same thing. What are you texting this for? Okay, because he's different. He's just, like, he's just very, very different. But he, this right. is like Santiago. He doesn't know what he's even Santiago yesterday. What did he do? He's like, oh, now the maybe this field goal is a uh, hits the upright again. Ha ha! Shankopotamus. Shankopotamus. Like, shut up! Don't put just that. Just be quiet. Out the Don't jinx it. it does, what I what I say has no impact on I, there, and you know, I would have drove now. to Jersey, yeah. and I would have. Uh, I would have kicked down, your, down door. your appliances. Oh, I would have no. kicked down your door, and I would have I would have taken a baseball bat to all your stainless steel appliances. And he would have curled up in the corner of that half bedroom, is what yeah, he would have done. I would have taken a big dump in your half bedroom. Oh my god! Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at dr on ESPN. Let's go around the league. It's time to go around the league. And around the league is brought to you by Jack Pocket. Rick, I have one, two, three, four, five nice stories here around the league. We start with the Super Bowl runner-up. The Eagles are expected to work to sign Jalen Hurts to an extension early this offseason. They assume the price has likely gone to... You have a guess of what they think it's gone to? Close to fifty. Yeah, to fifty million a year or more. But the sooner the Eagles get this deal done with Hertz, the less time um, the market has to drive up the price. Since Hertz was a second-round pick, the Eagles do not hold a fifth-year option in him on him for 2024, as the Bengals do with Burrow and the Chargers have with Justin Herbert. So there's a little more urgency to get this deal done soon. See, that's the thing. If you don't win with a quarterback on this beautiful rookie contract, it becomes a lot more difficult when you start paying him $50 bucks a year. Absolutely right. Yeah, now all of a sudden the GM's got, I mean, they got to go to work and how they structure the deal, too. They got a bunch of free agents, the Eagles. 
And I guess there's some thought that Kelsey might retire. I hope he doesn't, man. Well, I hope he does. Not because I don't appreciate watching him play because he plays for Philadelphia and I want them to be the lesser version of themselves. No, I understand what you're saying. He's definitely going to have – he'll have media opportunities. Oh, he's good. Because he's but great. But he's, he's not he's, – I mean, you just we just said that that Travis is going to be 33. He's got to be, what, 36, Jason Kelsey? Well, there's been – I mean, the last couple of years he's been talking about retirement. But I think just uh, – I saw Travis, Jason, and Hertz did the podcast together. And I think at a certain point he recognized that Hertz was going to be the real deal. So he stuck around. Um, 35 years old, Jason Kelsey. But they have a bunch of free agents. And again, that's the thing that's so difficult that people don't understand. You see the Chiefs, they go every year. It's like, oh, you just go back. It's not so easy. No, Lewis Riddick said it last night. This was supposed to be a bridge year for Kansas City. They weren't supposed to be this Hell of a bridge year. (laughs) Right, a bridge to the Super Bowl. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Can you imagine that? A bridge year. We're we're (laughs) desperate to get Super Bowls, and this was supposed to be a bridge year, and they they just go win the whole thing. Yeah. And, And they'll probably be better next year. All right. Here you go, my friend. The Jets have officially inquired with the Packers regarding the availability of Aaron Rodgers, who begins his darkness retreat today for the next four days. So by the end of this week, we might have some answers on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, which is nice. Hopefully this darkness retreat turns into, uh, let's be a Jet. I want to keep playing and I want to be a Jet. So, I I mean, he goes into this thing today, so it's a full Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You, you figure he gets out, has the weekend, getting back to normal, and then maybe next Tuesday goes on the McAfee show and tells us uh, what he learned and what his plan is. Yeah, that would be great, wouldn't it? And on top of that, I know you have another story, I won't, so I won't steal it, but you still have another option potentially if that doesn't work out uh yes yes you do Derek Carr will not waive his no trade clause and will not extend Wednesday's deadline for more than 40 million dollars in contract guarantees to kick in uh the Raiders might release Carr as soon as today as only one team was actually interested in a trade that of course was the Saints uh and they wanted Carr to take a pay cut so looks like he will be a free agent as early as today, as late as Wednesday of this week. Yeah, we talked about that. That we, I, I thought at least the expectation for me was that he would just he would tell them no to a trade, and they'd have to cut him so he could be a full free agent. And then he can he can sign whatever deal and wherever he wants to go, right. and he can shop himself around a, anywhere. Do you remember on Friday when I said I think that the Eagles um, defensive coach Jonathan Gannon is going to interview for uh, the Cardinals job, and you said no, uh, the Bengals guy and Mike Kafka, the only two that are. Uh, I, I was telling you what the sto- job. I was telling you what the stories, all the stories. But, but said. you do remember when I said I that, and yeah, you poo pooed right. what I said. I did not. No, don't you say I personally and I, did. And, and to be the honest, it did. was very hurtful. Stories poo pooed it. So it looks like they could. They're going to lose their offensive coordinator to Indy to the, to the Colts. Yeah, and now it looks like they could potentially lose their defensive coordinator. That's right. The Cardinals have requested to interview Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon, who had a great game yesterday, <laughs> uh, for their ho- head coaching opening. Arizona's other candidates are Giants offensive coordinator Mike Kafka and Bengals defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo. Uh, Kafka had his last follow-up interview Tuesday via Zoom. Bengals DC Anarumo had his follow-up. On Friday, I believe in person. So it feels to me, my friend, like the Giants are going to keep both Martindale and Kafka as their assistant coaches. Hopefully. I would like to see Kafka back for one more season, at least. You got to figure, I mean, you're going to add some weapons. All of a sudden, it'll look very different next year for the Giants offensively. Dude, the whole whole process 
with the NFL and the timeline and everything else for hiring coaches is stupid and it's dumb. And they should wait till after the Super Bowl to do all of it. Stupid and dumb. I don't want my coaches, like, it, this is the most important time of their season. I don't want my coaches worried about getting prepared for interviews while they're trying to prepare for the biggest games of the season. You, you know what I had a real problem with, and I don't know if you do or not, and I'm sure you saw this story. This, to me, I've never heard of anything like this. Did you see the Eagles hired Vic Fangio? Yeah, for two weeks. For a, a two-week stint to help them try to beat Kansas City, and now he's leaving to go be the D.C. of, of the Miami Dolphins? I, what, what is that about? I don't like yeah. that. No, I don't like it either, but, I mean, it's not against the rules, so they did it. Smart. I'm not saying it's not smart to, to get everything you can, but it's just, it's odd. If I'm Miami, I don't want that. Uh, if you're Miami, you don't want that. If I'm Kansas City, I don't want that. Well, obviously, if you're Kansas City, but if I'm Miami and this guy's going to start working for me, now go to work for the next couple of weeks to, to try to help, you know, Philadelphia win the Super Bowl? Uh-uh. Um, no, I don't, I don't, if I'm Miami, I don't really, doesn't bother Really? Me. No, you're just getting, like, you're getting more, you're compiling more information. You got one of the best defenses in the sport. You know, you know, there for two weeks, kind of learn some of the uh, intricacies of what they're doing. Maybe but he was helping help them offensively. He was I, he wasn't helping the Eagles. I don't like it. I don't like it more for Kansas City than I than for Miami. But they they, they got to stop this. There's no way this can continue. No, I don't. I I never heard of anything like that before. No, until then. Neither, neither have I. In a two week contract, what do you think he got paid for those two weeks? Probably pretty well, I would imagine. I would imagine it was a pretty nice uh, chunk of change. Yeah, uh, and the Colts are honing. In on Eagles offensive coordinator Shane, is it Steichen? Is that how you say this guy's name? Yep. Uh, as their next head coach, Steichen would become the second Eagles offensive coordinator hired by the Colts as their head coach. Of course, Frank Reich, who was fired by the Colts earlier this season, also was Philly's offensive coordinator before being hired as the Indianapolis head coach in 2018. Speaking of Frank Reich, I could see Derek Carr in Carolina. I could see that. Um, Derek Carr and Carolina. Order wants to win. I've heard that Frank Reich likes Derek Carr. It's kind of low-key, under the radar, not a lot of pressure. No? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm uncertain where I think Derek Carr is going to wind up. Division's He's, not great. Yeah, the division's certainly not. I mean, Tampa desperately needs a quarterback, too, they got right? money issues, though. Yeah, they do. They really do. How many, more stories, how many more stories you got? I have an NFL story, too, whenever you're uh, ready. I, I'm fresh out, so if you have one, now would be the time. All right, I think this is uh, – this. you needed this for me because you were the one that spent all Friday poo-pooing the halftime show, right? Yeah. Okay, so how about this? So Apple is paying the NFL $250 million over five years to sponsor the Super Bowl halftime show. Okay. Care to guess how much money the NFL is paying the halftime artist? Zero. That's right. Zero. Yeah. They get absolutely nothing. <laughs> they get a they get and they have to like they have to bring in their own people too. Yeah, they, they actually get uh ten to fifteen million dollars in a production budget, which sometimes is not enough. The weekend spent seven million of his own money for Super Bowl fifty five. That's so they're actually spending their own money. Um, well, I guess it helps their career so much by, by being that halftime act of the Super Bowl. And, and I didn't see it. You said Rihanna was really good, right? She's great. Right. She's awesome. And she, yeah. she's pregnant. Pregnant. Did I see that she had a baby eight months ago? Uh, she just recently had a baby, right. And she's now, like, showing pregnant already? Mm-hmm. Wow. It's a John Winthrop situation is what it is. He's not the dad, though, is he? Ah, uh, okay, listen. Anyone I see pregnant could, could have something to do with John so Winthrop. So you see a woman's belly... You know, pregnant. 
full full with baby, and your immediate thought is John Winthrop has right. been there. Mickey style. I think there's two people I think of. It's yeah. Nick Cannon first and John Winthrop right there I, below. I, I think that's fair. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Aaron Rodgers goes into his darkness retreat today. Maybe it's already started. You think it started already? Uh, maybe. I mean, he, yeah, I don't know where he's at. Could be, right? Probably starts in the morning, yeah. Yeah. Go for so so comes out of this thing Thursday. Probably needs a day or two to just kind of like reacclimate himself to real life, and then maybe he'll start really telling people what his thoughts are about what's going to happen next. That would be great. It would be great, be great if it was to the Jets. Was going to be the no. That's the thing. only way. It's great. Yeah, that's it. Um, so we we said this earlier. And I want to kind of get into it a little bit more right now. The Jets have officially inquired with the Packers regarding the availability of Aaron Rodgers, who begins his darkness retreat today. For the next four days. So you saw the same story that I saw that the Raiders might be more interested in Garoppolo than Aaron Rodgers. All right. So if it's got to be an AFC team and the Raiders are not going to be a team that really wants him, how many, I mean, how many teams are there knocking down the door that are more attractive than the Jets? Uh, That are willing to pony up what what you need to trade. Well, yeah, Yeah. For a short term investment. Yeah. To give up what you have to give up plus the money you'll have to pay him. And it could be, well, it has to be for two years. The Jets can't trade away what they're going to have to trade away and pay him and not have it for at least be two years. Correct. Um, it felt like Vegas was probably the the one team that you would say that had the best chance. I think Tennessee's probably right there, too. But Is that it? Is it those two teams and you, though? Yeah, I don't know. Does he want to go to, I mean, does he want to go to Indy? But Indy's not close to winning, are they? Uh, probably not. Probably not. I mean, listen, it's tough for me because, you know, I'm a a Jets fan. But, like, I said this last week. The last time time Aaron Rodgers had a top-five defense, he won the Super Bowl. Does he have veteran weapons? No, he doesn't have veteran weapons. But Garrett Wilson is a stud. He's just offensive rookie of the year. If Brees Hall comes back and looks anything like he looked to start this season, he's got a stud running back. Bam Knight stepped on, and he's a pretty good running back, too. He got two tight ends. I mean, Elijah Moore... I mean, I you think he could be he'd a good be player. Best, best version of himself under Aaron Rodgers, right? Right. I think all these guys would be. I, is it crazy? I mean, honestly, is it crazy to think that your team can compete for the AFC if you add Aaron Rodgers and draft well this offseason? No, I don't think it's crazy. I think Miami, throw Miami in the mix, too. As far as where he could go? That would be a good spot. Oh, God. Yeah. That, that to, I mean, forget about, uh, about the Raiders. That'd be upsetting. If he went to Miami, that would be catastrophic. Right. Miami also no state tax. If there was any truth to that story originally at all about him going to Vegas because there's no state tax. You can't have that happen. And nice weather. You can't have that happen. Oh, you cannot have that happen. You though. cannot. I mean, because there was no. concerns that Brady was going to go there. Now, if it's Aaron Rodgers. But what, what, they don't have picks. What do they have? Uh, what do they have? I'm sure they could find a way to come up with the picks. Depends on what year you want the picks. Well, they don't have anything in this draft as far as first round picks. Oh, they got the one taken away for the tampering. Right. There's only 31 first-round picks. Um, Yeah, I think, but that's scary, though. I mean, that's a scary team. That, that would be a team like you felt like if Aaron Rodgers, you put him on that team, that's... Oh, my. Could cool. you imagine Rodgers with, with Hill and Waddle? Uh, no. Terri- terrifying. Can't. No, I can't. Terrifying. 
No, you can't have that happen. Yeah, and how many players? Like, you think about the veteran guys that want to come play for that team in Miami. It's Miami. It, it's Miami. They'd have Aaron Rodgers, and they'd be right there, upper echelon in the AFC. Right. Yes. Yeah. No, you can't. You can't have that. No, nothing. Nothing about that is good. Here's where I am, and I don't know if you're in the same ballpark as me. If the Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers, I lose my mind. Unless you get Lamar Jackson. Yes. Um, see, I don't know. Like Derek Carr is not bad, but I don't know if Derek Carr wants to be a Jet. Well, okay, wants to be but what are you? What are you doing with Derek? Like realistically, what are you doing with Derek Carr? Oh, I think you're a playoff team. Oh, oh, I agree with that. But is that what you're, you're like? If you get, if you're the Giants, right? If you get in, win a playoff game, and then get humbled, is that is that a is that what you want? No, I didn't say win a playoff game and get humbled. But I just, I mean, I need to stop. I need to stop this crap of being not in the playoffs. It's been no. I, I, listen, it's been forever. It's been twelve years. It's unbelievable the length of time since they've been in. My point is, like, you have a chance to. I think you have a real chance to compete for a Super Bowl. If there are two quarterbacks that give me a chance to compete for a Super Bowl, and and they're both available this offseason, and I don't get either of them, what am I doing? Especially after the moves that you've made, I I agree with you. I agree with you. And the people that don't agree with you will call in and say, "Well, it's only I mean, it's it's only two years." And what are the chances that you win a Super Bowl in the next two years? Well, that's that's why Lamar Jackson is more attractive to me than Aaron Rodgers. But still, but Aaron Rodgers gives me a puncher's chance. Aaron Aaron Rodgers has the ability to play at that highest of levels. That's right. Like when you talk about the elite, you talk about the Mahomes, you talk about, you know, the great quarterbacks, you talk about the the, uh, he's not there, but like Herbert and and Lawrence and Burrow. Like when you talk about that echelon of quarterback, Aaron Rodgers is there. He is right there. And if you have a chance to acquire him or Lamar, in my estimation, you do whatever it takes. You need to win if you're the Jets. Right. Right. You need to win, especially when the owners come out and said what he said, coaches said what he said, and then it has to be some form of of incentive when you watch what the Giants just did. It has to. It has to drive Woody Johnson crazy. Has the, to. The Giants were expected to do nothing this year. Nothing. nothing. They came out and said, we really can't afford to do anything. This is a rebuilding season. And they got in, and they won a playoff game on the road. Now, I know it ended poorly, but that's tremendous success for the Giants. It was an amazing season for the Giants. I don't care how it ended. You had a meaningless Week 18 game, and you beat Minnesota in Minnesota. It's a great season. Great, great season. Let's go to Mike and Linden. Good morning, Mike. You're next up on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, what's going on, guys? I I mean, you, you just mentioned the team I think the Jets would turn into if they get Derek Carr, which is the Vikings. I mean... It's like getting Kirk Cousins. He's a nice quarterback. He'll keep you competitive. I would take Kirk Cousins in a heartbeat right now. Yeah, you would, but where are you going with him? A playoffs? The, the point is to win a Super Bowl, Ugh. not a playoff game. Well, we got to start with the playoffs, don't the we? Playoffs. Don't we have to start with the playoffs? This is the problem. It's the same thing with Knicks fans, too, is that we want to take this leap from not making the playoffs for 12 years to all of a sudden now we're going to win the Super Bowl. How about we take the first step, which is making the playoffs first? Yeah, but if you, if, I kind of understand him a little bit. If you have an opportunity to get the quarterback who gives you a chance to win the Super Bowl and you wind up with a quarterback who's going to get you in but not give you any chance to win, which one's more attractive? Well, of course Aaron Rodgers is more attractive. But let's not pretend like Aaron Rodgers has had this long, recently had great success in the postseason. Scored a touchdown against the Niners, man. Listen, I mean, they I, lost I, at home. I get it. I get what I you're get saying. I, listen, I get what you're saying. And we all want Aaron Rodgers. I want Aaron Rodgers. 
But let's not pretend like if Aaron Rodgers wasn't an option and all of a sudden you could get Kirk Cousins, you wouldn't take Kirk Cousins. Of course you would. So after Jackson and Rodgers, if I told you Kirk Cousins was available, is he is he the number three? Is he go up above Garoppolo and Derek Carr for you? <sighs> um, yeah, probably. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. How old is Kirk Cousins now? Uh, Kirk Cousins. 33? All he does is make money, Kirk Cousins. He's a wealthy man. Uh, Kirk Cousins is 33, sounds about right. 34. Ardis is 34. He'll be 35 in August. All right, so so by the time he takes his next step, 35. So he's not a young guy either. I'm not a young guy. No. Let's go to uh, John in Massapequa. Hi, John. You're next up on 98.7. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. So I got, um, I guess, I don't know if it's a question, but um, because I, I'm a Jet fan, I love Aaron Rodgers, and I think him coming to the Jets would be amazing. I think it would be one of those stories, you know, next guy, um, veteran quarterback leaves his team, like Tom Brady, Stafford. I think they could really take the next step and win a Super Bowl. I know it's crazy as it sounds, but the whole thing is me and my friends have been arguing about this is like, you're going to have to give up, like, a lot to get Aaron Rodgers, you know, like, first-rounders. I disagree. I think it's going to be more of, like, multiple mid-round picks, no second, way. a third. It's going, because, least, it's going to be at least one first-round pick. It's going to be at least one. It's going to be, what, what, be at least one. Okay, one. John, John. I don't John. know how that's possible John, because John, he's 39. John, John, let me explain something to you, okay? Here's, here's the reality. It's probably going to take you at least one first-round pick in the contract. It actually works to your benefit. Once you once you turn the almost sixty into a bonus, his, ha- his salary cap is less than sixteen million dollars next year, which is better than if, if you all of a sudden have to go out and sign somebody for over thirty. Contract is to your benefit. It absolutely is not to Green Bay's, but to yours. Right, right, right. There's no there's no way you're getting him for a couple of mid round picks. I think it's going to cost you a first. It and should then sting. Whatever else, he's great. It should to, to acquire him should sting. And, and I'll tell you another thing: there's no way that the, that the Jets are the only team bidding, and other teams would offer first round picks. Yeah, I would be hard pressed, especially some of these teams that think they're right. You imagine that Jets right acquire him for a couple threes? That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it would. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. Knicks with a, listen, they beat Philadelphia last week. They go to Philly. They lose on Friday. Bounce back with a win over Utah at home on Saturday. Now they're uh, against the Nets tonight at the Garden. But the Knicks continue to, uh, I think for the most part, it's fair to say, impress right now. Yeah, listen, the Knicks are the Knicks are a good team. Yeah, they are a good team. Uh, they're not great, but they're a good team. Jalen Brunson's a stud. Julius Randle's having a, a, a great season. I mean, I, I like the addition of Josh Hardy. He had, a, he had a solid debut. Yeah, I don't know what's not to like about him. No, I think it's just, I mean, it's the, it's the regret of not making that deal for Donovan Mitchell. And it's just, I mean... The, the hope that R.J. Barrett develops into the player we, we, we thought he could become. Correct. Yeah, I I agree with you. Did you see this? Got me so annoyed, so annoyed over the weekend. The Tell Nets, me. the Nets put out a tweet. Thank you, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I don't. I think it has to be just because they're they're trying to well, get why? players. Well, because well, because sometimes perception is reality, and 
you know, the way Kyrie, the, the fact that Kevin Durant, you know, maintained that he wanted out, didn't even give it a chance. Like the second Kyrie left, he was out. Kyrie saying he's happy he got out of there, that he was disrespected and everything else. I mean, you see how people react, players, not people, how players react to Kyrie Irving. Like, I mean, but what, what, there's going to so be a hope we, at some are, point that you want players to come there. We're five miles down the road of in four years. If we want to get guys here, we have to play nice with Kyrie Irving now. Well, I guess so. Why else would you say it? I, I don't I know. I don't I know. I, I'm, I'm sorry. And maybe I'm stubborn. And maybe it means that I would be like a bad, you know, marketing person or owner of a team or whatever. There is no way I would ever allow anybody to put out. Thank you, Kyrie Irving. What are we thanking him for? Thank you for, for sabotaging the franchise and sinking the ship. Yeah, thank you for lighting the franchise on fire. I mean, James Harden pretty much came out and said as much. So he's the reason. You, you, you want to hear that from James Harden? I have yeah, that right I'd in front to, of me. I'd love to hear it. Uh, here, here is James Harden going after really everything with the uh, the Brooklyn Nets. There was a lot of dysfunction. Clearly, you know what I mean. Like, there was a lot of internal things that I'm not. For me, I'm not going to never just say or put in the media or do anything. And that was one of the reasons why you know what I mean I chose to make my decision. But fast forward today, I don't look like the crazy. Guy, you know what I mean I don't look like the guy that or the quitter or whatever. You know what I mean the. the uh, Media want to call me like I knew what was going on and I just decided to. Hey, I'm not. I'm not built for this. Like I don't want to deal with that. You know, I, mean? I want to play basketball and have fun and enjoy doing it. And, um, and fast forward to today, you know, they got a whole new roster. <laughs> How about he's like they're so crazy that my crazy pales in comparison. So I look like the normal piece of this equation. That's right. <laughs> right? Is that true? That's right. It's exactly. That's exactly what he just said. I mean, he he. Handle himself so poorly in forcing his way out of uh, of Houston. Yeah, and then he goes to, I mean, it, you thought he got his wish, which was to play with KD and Kyrie in Brooklyn, and it was so dysfunctional. That he forced his way out there. That he realized, I can't I can't do this. It's not me. S- send me to Philadelphia. Did you see this? This, would, this is just awful for the Nets. That over the summer, there was a trade that was on the table the Nets said no to. Did you see this deal? I didn't see this deal. All right, so so it's a three-team deal. You ready? Yep. So the Nets would receive... Well, I won't tell you the Nets receive first. Uh, Donovan Mitchell goes to Miami. Okay. Ben Simmons goes to Utah. Good spot for him. And Bam Adebayo goes <laughs> to the Nets. No, and the Nets said, no. Say that one more time. Mitchell, why wouldn't so they they thought that Ben Simmons was going to return to being Ben Simmons? Obviously, they oh. they had a chance to get Bam Adebayo, who's a big time player, and move on from Ben Simmons, and they said they didn't want to make this trade. And I think it was reported by it's a big time like Mark Stein or Woj, or oh. one of one of the one of the big time reporters. Yeah, what a mistake that was, right? And now you are saddled with this this awful Ben Simmons, who's not even he's almost not even playable at this point. Well, he doesn't start. What I mean, what a tough loss that was to to Philly for them. Oh. Yeah, but at least they're competitive. You know what? They're fun to watch at least now. Oh, they're fun to watch. They compete absolutely. I mean, they got good. Listen, they got good. Camp Johnson and Mikael Bridges are good players. Did you Especially see Dilly's the story? A good player. And RJ put it in his premature rundown, which I read yesterday. That Mikael Bridges was so upset because he thought that if he didn't play the other night with Brooklyn, that that would snap his uh, consecutive games yep. played streak. Yeah, he was shaking. He was so upset. How, how different is that than what we've had here? Oh, than what Kyrie said, yeah. 
right? Ky- Kyrie doesn't care. He doesn't care if he plays or if he doesn't play. And and, and Mikhail Bridges is like, I, I, w- will my streak be snapped? No, 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 you're going to be good. It's okay. okay. Ooh, thank God for that. Well, he's one of those guys. There are certain guys that just they, they feel like they owe it to the team and to themselves to play, if they're able to, to play every night. They take pride in it. Big game for the Knicks tonight. Huge game for the Knicks tonight. B- bigger than big, huh? Huge. No, this mind. is it's like a it's like a All American Ford location. Humongous. Humongous. Yeah, they got they got to win this game tonight because the Nets to. have beaten them. I mean, it, pillar it's to post much. over the last two years. It's time. There's no to, excuse uh, now. No, it's time to put a stop to this. Knicks, Knicks in your mind better than Brooklyn right now. Right now, yes. Yeah. So you're home. You have Brooklyn win this game, right? Uh, ben Simmons against Philly uh, took three shots in 16 and a half minutes. Four First points. of all, he's playing 16 minutes, Rick. Four points. Three shots, 16 minutes. He's he's unplayable is what he is. Three rebounds, three assists. Let's go to Rob in Ridgewood. Rob, he's really stuffing that stat sheet. Rob, good morning. You're on 98.7. <laughs> hey, fellas. Love the show. And uh, before I make my next comment, um, there's an extended commercial for the planters roast yesterday with uh, if you like the celebrity roast it's actually very very funny it's clean comedy but it's somehow they made roasting a peanut for 10 minutes very funny so check it out but in any case um i hated the kd deal from the beginning and i hated even more and i called the station a million times back then i've been a net fan since since i was a kid and um i knew it would be a disaster and what really was you know, the, the, yes, the, the talent is so appealing, but you have to look at who these people are as people, right? I mean, the NFL has made a big deal about, or maybe all the sports, about drafting guys with character and this and that. And you could see that this thing was a problem before they even got here, sitting on the bench for a year, all that stuff. I know, I know he had Achilles injury. Right away, they're back to being the fun, scrappy Nets that they were, who was one really good player away, I think, from, from making things interesting. Um, and we just lost whatever it was. Four yeah, years. Rob. And I Rob. stopped watching all net games. It was just horrible. Rob, horrible. Rob, your fun, scrappy team is not going to win a championship as currently constituted. So y- You know what? Ne- neither was their elite, talented team. Uh, I think their elite, talented team, had they just focused on basketball, had a chance. Or that year didn't get hurt when they played Milwaukee. I get what he's saying. And he's not. Uh, listen. If There's I was in that locker room, easy to root for with this team, though. No, no, yeah, yeah. I think they're easier to root for, but I think the reason why you bent over backwards, which was part of the problem, and let them do pretty much whatever they wanted, was because you recognized that for us to win a championship, we need exactly Kevin Durant. You, you thought that without these guys, you had no chance, and and they're not going to win anything now. No, and they'll be fun to watch, and they'll they'll play hard and everything else, and that's great. But it's not, it's not a team that's going to beat Boston or Milwaukee. No, let's go to Chris and West Orange. Hi, Chris. You're on ninety-eight-seven. Hey, Rosenberg, how's it going? Good. Say hi to Rick, too. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, look, I, I – uh, what's up, Rick? Hey, going, buddy. Um, yeah, man, I just wanted to, the, the talk – I know you guys are probably going to disagree with me, but I just feel like the trashing of, like, Kyrie and saying, why would you put out a statement is kind of crazy because throughout the history, like, you can tell the Nets have just made poor decisions after poor decisions. And, like, you guys are trashing saying, like, Kyrie and KD and – hard and all the problem, but they all left this one place. And, like, could you if, – if they're on Golden State or they're on Miami, like, could you see the same thing happening? No, because those are stable franchises. They yeah, but it, but it happened – I mean, I mean, Chris, here's the thing. It's happened with Kyrie everywhere he's been, right? This is not an isolated – Kyrie's been great everywhere and everyone loved him, and then the second he left, people got upset. I mean, he, this has been 
every single where every single spot he's gone, he's been a problem. Yeah, I don't listen. I don't, and I said this at the time when when Kyrie was traded and then Kevin Durant wanted out. Is I I don't think that that Brooklyn gets away scot free on this thing. I think they they shoulder some of the blame, but I think I mean it's a it's a weird spot for all these teams knowing what Kyrie is and how disruptive he can be. But the only way to get Kevin Durant was to take that on. I mean, I don't blame I don't blame Brooklyn for doing it. I blame it. I blame them how they handled it and how they let them just do whatever they want. Get you know Kenny Atkinson fired, and then they hire Steve Nash. Like they didn't go about that the right way. But like this is I mean this is what happens with with Kyrie. No, they they didn't handle it well at all. But they didn't handle it well because they were bending over backwards to try and make it work with these guys, and they just didn't know how to appropriately deal with that. No, I know, but I think once you have them, though, like you have them. Like, it doesn't have to be everything they want. Like, sometimes as a parent, like, you got to do what's in the bed. You know, you like to give your kids all the stuff that they want, but at a certain point, enough is enough. Like, hey, yeah, you're here. We gave you the money. We let you just sit, you know, sit for a year while you rehab, right. paying you almost $40 bucks. Like, we have a pretty good idea of who we want the coach to be. At some point, you need to be the parent. Right, you'd think. Yeah, you, you would. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.